Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And you you did some modeling. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really weird. Um, yes, I did. <laughs> uh, so in my one of my classes afterwards, the uh, professor, teacher, I'm not really quite sure what to call him, um, the instructor, he was like, oh, let's have a whole thing where um, we stay late you know, after the class and we all take turns kind of being the model and we have kind of a little hangout drawing session and it's more for like portrait drawing practice. Um, even though that's not the class, the class is, uh, the figure anatomy class. So yeah, I was, I was up for my turn to be the model and sit for, um, 20 minutes at a time, not moving under the lights, like on a little stage thing and not naked. Did I say that already? I want to make sure <laughs> that said. But yeah, it was um, a really cool experience. I think um, I waited a few weeks to like volunteer because I was terrified. And I feel like a past me wouldn't have been able to do that. And now I can. Um, yeah, it's hard to stay still. Uh, the entire time my brain was like, stop moving, stop moving, stop moving, even though I didn't move at all. <laughs> so, but it was it was really good. It was kind of cool to see what someone else is like the person that you're drawing like in classes, how they feel um, up there. It's, it's very strange. I've heard a lot of times that like being a figure drawing model is a lot more challenging than people realize. And that like it's easy to imagine that, oh, it, it'll... It, it'll be hard to stand, you know, stay in one position for a long time, uh, which you might not even realize how hard until you do it. But also, too, um, after a while, you can tell like models who are used to it because they, A, know how to find poses that are interesting and B, are interesting and they can hold. <laughs> yes, that's something I'm certainly seeing. And you can or, you know, switching between because um, in, in certain you know, sketching classes or, or drop-ins, you do like quick sketches and like five minute propose and you have to find something that's different enough that people find something new to draw, but that you can still hold without, you know, cramping or vibrating or passing out. <laughs> and, and to think of like, what are angles that are interesting to draw? Uh, is this something that's in the round so that there's, you know, something going on with like skin or, or movement from every angle? Yeah, it was, um, but yeah, overall, it was a really good experience. It was kind of cool to see um, all the drawings of myself afterwards. That was, mm -hmm. it was, it was challenging mentally, but it was pretty cool, you know, because it's like, you know, everyone in the class is learning. So very few of them looked totally like me, but they were still really good drawings, you know? So mm -hmm. it was, um, but yeah, it's, it's strange to see yourself and you're like, Ooh, that feature looks like that and you're like, but then you're like, no, 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 it's just, it's practice. It's like, I spent a few weeks earlier drawing people and it came out looking nothing like them. And I was hoping in my heart of hearts that they didn't think like they actually looked like that, uh, you know, cause they look better in real life than what I drew. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a really cool thing to have done and I'm glad I did it. But I don't know if I would do it again. Actually, you know what? I would do it again. Yeah, I would totally do it again. I've considered, like, I think every now and then over the past probably 15 years of my life being a life model. Just like, you know, because it's, it's an interesting thing to do. But then I'm like, no, I have a bad back. <laughs> you should do it, though. You don't have to do a position that's bad, you know, like that would hurt your back. You should totally do it. I'll just like 
bring in my own um, chaise long and <laughs> we had a model it. that brought in her own pillow. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she had her own pillow. So I was like, she's a pro. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I have a little tiny heater. They do set up heaters for the nude models, <laughs> like in classes, because it does get really cold. Uh, I have some like things that happened to me recently. Uh, <laughs> also, this is like the things that happened to us section, right? Like, right. <laughs> Jeff was a model, and now what did Julia do? Check in corner. Um, so I just got back from a trip to Vienna with some friends, which is really cool. We went to some awesome museums, both like oh, the Freud Museum. Uh, and the Mozart Museum, which is like in one of the last apartments that he lived in, where he wrote *The Marriage of Figaro*. Um, and I like I love going to all kinds of museums, art museums, history museums. But I also sort of love—I know we call it like museum science, like the way people build exhibits, the way they think about signage and how you arrange things and organize things and how you walk through and how mm. audio guides work so it was really interesting to see very different kinds of museums like I love that almost as much as the actual content so we went to this huge castle like 40 rooms and you walk through them and you see how the different sort of emperors and imperial families have decorated different things both for what they're used for, like the emperor's bedchamber was way simpler than all the super ornate stuff. I'm assuming because he was like, I need something calm somewhere um, <laughs> and different kinds of imported things and line. It was just super interesting. And it was also really cool because Vienna, they're really, really big on ornamenting buildings. Uh, mm -hmm. Not just that like the castle outside is fancy, obviously, or these um, like government buildings are super fancy, like all of that, the really old, super amazing uh, everybody should look up the St. Stephen's Cathedral. I can I can look into the show notes. It's this amazing, huge Gothic cathedral, but then it has almost like a sort of 20s art deco tiled ceiling in these amazing patterns. It's really cool. But That's also just awesome. like reg regular buildings have all these like, you know, figures of men holding up a balcony or just like one of, one of the buildings had just a seal like at the corner, just like <laughs> sitting uh, like one story up on this little ledge, just like a seal hanging out and it was just so cool uh all these decorations like sort of you know um like galleon figures on a ship except all of them were on buildings and it was it was just it was nice to, to walk around and see stuff and i when we went to the albertini museum uh we went to see sort of this exhibit of um you know surrealists and russian modernists and all that i found this max ernst painting that i just it just grabbed me like literally like i just i Oh, I love when a painting does that. And I stood and looked at it for like, I don't know, six, eight minutes. Just like couldn't leave. I took a picture of it. I can I can link it or post it in the show notes or something or on our Instagram. But it was just so because it's been a while since I've had that. Like I've had a lot of art experiences where it's like, oh, this is really nice. So this is interesting. Oh, I want to, you know, I want to read more about this artist or this movement. And this just like thumped me. And I think I'm going to try and see if I can find either a lithograph or a poster or something of it because it was just it was amazing oh, I just I love when a piece of art does that it's just it's so special and not everything does that you know like not mm -hmm. everything grabs you to be like stare at me for a really <laughs> long time and feel so many things like it's it's a really cool special moment I also a little while back I sold at a Christmas market 
and it was it was went okay but there was this because you get a lot of like you know looky loos and you talk to the vendors around you and you can sort of you joke that you can tell who's gonna like things but not buy and who's gonna you know but there was this one set of of bowls that I think everyone who came up to the table like touched and picked up and were like I love these I might come back for them nobody actually bought them like not not even just the one bowl and I don't know if it's you know how there's sometimes this theory that nobody hits on the most beautiful girls like you think that beautiful people have everything and then nobody has the the courage to hit on the most beautiful man or woman in either in a room or in a context it kind of felt like that like I was like are people suddenly like oh I'm not worthy of this it was so weird like it was it was hilarious it was really weird and I bought a tiny wheel tiny wheel tiny wheel tiny wheel <laughs> actually technically i didn't buy it uh, my mom who is now retired and therefore finding a new job for herself uh she's gonna be making and selling miniatures you know she's been making miniatures for a long time and so she's like if i buy you a tiny wheel uh will you make me tiny things and i was like i can try <laughs> how tiny are we talking I, I i want pictures of this tiny wheel the the like um the surface of the wheel itself, like the wheel where you make things, is like maybe two inches. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> what do you what kind of tools do you use? I have so many questions. Well, first of all, congratulations on your beautiful pots that nobody bought. <laughs> oh, bowls. Beautiful bowls that nobody bought. But I I'm so into tiny wheel. <laughs> I want to know so much more about it. I also care about museums. Like all the things that you said you were leading up, you left the best for last. <laughs> tiny wheel. Tiny wheel. Yeah, no, so the tools, I've bought a couple of different set of tools because you do need, you know, tiny tools. It's funny, for um it's it's uh, I think we might need to look at the the motor because it's not super strong, like it's fast, but if you press too hard when you're centering, it sort of slows down. I mean, you have to adjust your technique. Like you use this tiny little amount of clay. Uh, so to open it up and like pull out a little, little bottom, I use a chopstick. Oh my god! Uh, and I have these, you know, little scrapey things that I can use to to shape it uh, and to smooth it and stuff. I need to look at like uh, whittling down a, another chopstick and putting like a tiny bit of fabric on it so I can smooth the surface. Because you are that's that's combining two of your hobbies, <laughs> right? Carving and pottery in tiny things suddenly you're like you're <laughs> you're so clumsy and it's so easy to just like catch on it a tiny little bit and everything goes everywhere I haven't had time to play with it a ton but it's so much fun uh, I follow some uh, accounts of people who make tiny pottery on tiny wheels and I think everyone loves it everyone loves weird miniature things uh, Pontus thinks that I should try to make tiny tentacle mugs which I'm gonna oh try gosh. to do but it might be what sends me over the edge at some point we'll have to see you'll have to get those magnifying glasses oh <laughs> it would be so much easier to carry those to market than <laughs> right. your regular size ones just a handful of tiny mugs Boop. it's like 30 of them in your palm <laughs> but it was funny because when it when it arrived uh i had a kiln running in the in the workshop and a it was too hot and it smells kind of weird uh, and you're not supposed to be in there because there's, you know, all these vapors coming off their chemicals and stuff. So I, I sat on the floor of my bathroom with the wheel on like a little bench that's in there. So I'm hoping that now that I've moved it into the studio, it's going to be actually ergonomic because that was that was hard. I'm I'm too old to be sitting in really super weird positions like that to try to work. But I will report back. I'm really looking forward to this. It feels like very much sort of Christmas break activity. So um, 
it's, it's funny, something that we've been keeping on our list to talk about that's kind of a segue into the main topic. Because there was a meme going around a while ago that I think was somebody's Twitter post that was um, something along the lines of, are you really good enough to deserve imposter syndrome? Which, oh, I, th- which I think we both like laughed at, sent to each other, and then laughed while crying. Yep. <laughs> yep. And like, oh no, <laughs> I've been going about this all wrong. There's a whole new way to feel bad about myself. Which is, and, and like, if you start thinking about it a lot, it it is a really interesting concept because the idea of imposter syndrome is that you think you're not good at something that you're actually good at uh, because people who are actually bad at things aren't going to think that maybe they're actually bad at them because either they don't care or they already know, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but then you're also like, should I do I have any right to claim it or am I such a hobbyist or novice that I'm not the person this is like actually intended for? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times people throw around when they hear buzz phrases like imposter syndrome or I I, I don't know, that's just the main one that's in my brain right now. But it's like, it's so easy to throw that around without any kind of self-reflection of, wait a minute, is that really me? Am I just uh, grabbing this to make myself feel better so that I feel like I am actually good enough? I don't know. It's it's quite the mind trip. It um it sends you spiraling down a little bit of a hole there. I I hate the person that made this meme. <laughs> actually, no. I I don't hate anybody who makes anything. But it hit yeah, too close to home. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like questioning that. Like I was already busy questioning things and now I'm questioning my questions of things and it's just too much. Sigh. So what what <sighs> we wanted to talk about this week was um, talking about sort of cheating and, and copying, which is something that we've come back to every now and then in other topics and while we've discussed our feelings, you know, that that sense of, oh, you're doing it wrong or maybe even like it's it's morally wrong, not just that you're not doing it right, but you're like, a bad person you're a bad artist you're a bad maker bad i'm so glad you brought this up because i've i made something recently like i i made a drawing and i took a picture um it was kind of like a, a self-portrait picture and then i couldn't i was trying to draw it right and i couldn't get my own face to look like my face and it was getting really really frustrating so I put it into procreate I was just drawing like on my iPad and so I I took the reference image and I put it underneath as like a a, a grayed out layer you know so you could kind of see a little bit and then I drew on top of it and I drew kind of like a line drawing on top of it very stylized and and right now I'm even the way I'm talking about it, I'm kind of like justifying what I did because <laughs> I feel guilty about it. And it's like I I made a really cool drawing out of this, and but I put the picture under. And everything else that I've done before, I never put the picture under. I use reference images, sure, as like I'm looking at them like very much like you would draw from like a live model or something. But I hadn't – but this was like a whole new level of I am tracing this. Mm-hmm. And – I felt really guilty about it. And I felt like I didn't really draw it because I put the picture underneath. But I did draw it because it was like, I don't know if just anybody could trace a picture the way that I traced it because it was very intentional, very few lines. Like it was done in a way that now I'm going to have to post it because I'm talking about it so much. (laughs) But it... It came out great and I was proud of it, but 
that underlying, I know what I did, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I know how I cheated or how I feel like I cheated. And it makes the piece feel less, um, less good or, or less valuable or less special or just less, just less. Yeah. It's something that's taken away from it. And I, and I showed Marco and he was like, well, you took the original picture, right? That's that too. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And he was like, and you chose to draw on top of it the way you did. And you made all these decisions and you created this thing. Who cares how you created it? You still created it. And I was like, yes, that's so good. I love that. But then I'm like, but I still traced it. Oh God, I traced it. And I have to tell everyone I traced it because like, I also do these time-lapse videos on, um, I started curating a lot of my digital drawings on a separate Instagram account, tiffarment.com, uh, not.com, tiffarment, Instagram, whatever. And I put the time-lapse videos on them. So now I feel like this time-lapse video is also tainted because it shows the layer being put underneath. And now everyone's (laughs) going to think less of me because it's like, it's right there. And it's like, so I'm afraid to post it because it feels like cheating. So there we go. That's my big cheating speech. I'm so glad you brought up this, this topic because I feel like a giant, just, uh, I'm a fraud. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm with you on sort of both the yes and the no here. Like I, I totally, I get that feeling and I might sometimes feel it with someone else where it's like, well, you, you're, I think the, the operative word in this whole episode is just kind of like when we talk about you're just coloring, like, well, you're just tracing or you're just, you know, painting what you're seeing in a photo, which is weird. Cause like if you're sitting with your easel, you know, in front of a landscape, what's the difference between that and using a photo and for some reason that I don't think is the philosophical idea of the aura of the real piece you know but for some reason like having photos or using you know multiple reference photos but then at the same time I'm like well it's it's not cheating because like you said you aside from the fact that you took the the picture which kind of makes it even more funny somehow but I think you know, like you said, nobody could have traced it the way you did. And you make a lot of choices even then when you're using it as a super direct reference because you're simplifying things and you're trying to figure out, uh, like, you know, we talked about like a lot of artists and I do this sometimes myself too. You'll take reference photos of yourself, like with your, you know, laptop camera or something to figure mm-hmm. out like, how does this pose look? And even then you have to figure out like, well, I, I have to do this other thing with my hand because otherwise it looks like it makes no sense because the body is weird and perspective is weird. Uh, And, you know, you choose what to simplify. Maybe you choose to put in a shadow that's not there to make it make more sense. And I feel like a lot of the time when you see someone, you know, if they make line drawings or if they make, you know, vector drawings with just big fields of color, I feel like maybe this makes me sound mean and I guess that's okay. Like I feel like you can tell who is doing it. That's sort of has an artistic eye, you know, like you can tell when someone is literally just like reproducing something almost like they've just hit posterized in Photoshop. Like they haven't really done anything and who is drawing somehow. I don't know. Like I I just feel there is definitely a difference between a a piece of art or something that someone makes that is 
I think that there is a level of good, you know, <laughs> out there and people can see good generally. Uh, but I don't know where that comes into play with the cheating aspect, because I know a lot of illustrators, they, they use, you know, illustrators and artists, like everyone uses reference images. Everyone uses a little bit of, of guides or help or, but no one really talks about it. And I think that the not talking about it or the nobody asking or the no tell, I, I don't know. It's just, it's this weird, like muddled area that's kind of cloudy and no one wants to talk about because everyone kind of feels like it's a little bit cheaty and, and you know, I'm a fraud, I'm a fraud, but yet everyone's kind of doing it. Uh, so it's just... I think that for a lot of people, it's not even that they're not talking about it because it feels cheaty, but they're not talking about it because it's such a given. Like, of course you use... Who's going to remember off the top of their head exactly what the Parthenon looks like or how the, you know how knees work or whatever it might be like <laughs> you're going to use uh reference you're going to and it's it's funny because you know we use tools like you know rulers or to make a straight line there's this idea i think that a good artist has to be able to paint a perfectly straight line or a perfect circle which i don't think is true but like you use uh stencils or guides to make circles or certain curves you might use molds to shape certain things uh Never mind, you know, when we get to machines and computers and iPads, they can help us draw straight lines or perfect circles or and I feel like if you're using a ruler to make sure that the lines of a building, say, are perfectly straight when you're when you're drawing it, why would that why wouldn't it also be okay to use the reference of your own picture to make sure that the arm it goes where you want it to be? Because I, I think that for a lot of artists, it's like it's such a duh that, of course, you're going to use references or you're going to, you know, uh, you know, sort of trace your own work. Like you're going to, you see it, so many animators and illustrators who use like, you know, they sit there with like this big pile of papers and they have their fingers in between a bunch of them and shuffle back and forth because you're... Or light boxes, right? Exactly, like, yeah. Using a light box cheating? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, because that's when I, when I work with layers in, um, in Procreate on my iPad, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a sketch mm -hmm. and then I'm tracing it to make it better. And with the iPad, I can just, you know, go back or I can erase the stuff really simply. But before when I used to do this kind of stuff, you know, I would do a, a pencil drawing and then I would ink it. And then sometimes I would have to get a new piece of paper and then trace over myself because I was like, wait, th this doesn't look right. And I couldn't, you know, mm -hmm. and that's that's not che I mean, I did feel like sometimes like it was cheating because I had that idea. Like if I was a truly good artist, I wouldn't need to do this. And that's just that's not true. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I hope it's not true. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Because <laughs> I, I think that also, um, like th things that either feel like cheating or sometimes bring you know is, is brought up as being cheating, is is that of you know you're tracing someone else's work or you're tracing a picture, or you're tracing someone else's work or you're using references, you're trying to, trying to recreate someone else's work or using the tools, and I feel like so many of those things are either perfectly legit ways of creating something like straight lines are hard or they're a really really good way to learn like I'm trying to figure out why this person's hands make sense and mine don't or I'm trying to figure out uh, a nice shape for mugs or whatever it might be and I'm looking at this other person's pictures of their vases or pictures of their drawings and if I can you know, copy their hands in 15 different pictures, 
maybe I can figure out where I'm going wrong. You know, I think a good way to look at this, maybe to help get our minds around this. And I mean, our, as in you and me and the collective, everyone listening, maybe we should definitely talk about what is cheating? Like what is definitively wrong Mm -hmm. to do? And then you can extend from there. So to me, wrong is stealing someone else's art, like just (laughs) stealing it, you know, doing, and, and by stealing, I mean, taking, putting your name on it and selling it. Right. Like I think there, there is nothing wrong with, you know, browsing Instagram or Pinterest or any other place where you kind of consume art. Um, and even like famous artists, you know, like you want to try, let me see if I can do a Van Gogh, right? Like you trying to do someone else's art is a form of practice. And I think that that's totally fine, but it is wrong when you're like, I did this, look at my work, you know, and you like go off on Instagram, totally blatantly steal someone else's stuff, give them absolutely no credit, make no indication that you were trying to use it as a a learning tool. It's, and then also like putting it up for sale, like now $50, here's someone else's thing. Uh, that is definitely wrong. I also, I feel like there's this gray area for me when it's, you know, things like, you know, putting filters on that someone else has created or, you know, doing that kind of digital type art. But even then I get back to that like hoity-toity art person where it's like, but it still takes some level of skill and taste to make it look good. Yeah, I think using other people's brushes and filters, that's uh, that's a tool. That's like you didn't whittle your own pencils and craft your own markers, you know, like that's a digital drawing tool that someone is giving you and it's your job to implement it and to use it, um, in an artistic way. So no, that's definitely not cheating. I mean, and that's a great way for artists to make money too, is to sell their tools or their filters or their, um, Photoshop actions. Like all of these things are great ways for artists to, to sell something that they've figured out and pass it on to people that want to play around with stuff and, um, make something on their own. Yeah. Cause, cause you know, I keep nagging in my auntie type way. Like everything is art. Everything is making, everything is creative. Everyone's an artist. I mean, there are Obviously, times where, for instance, somebody's like, oh, I make pet portraits, for instance, and what they're doing is, you know, send me a good picture and then I'll do these little edits to make it look sort of maybe like a painting, like they'll insert, you know, and I could be like, well, I, you know, I think my thing is more like, I don't see why you would brag about that and why anyone would pay for it. But that's just like my sort of, I think, snobbiness and like my my sort of standards for myself. But Mm. If somebody asked me, like, is that art? I might say, well, it's not, you know, capital G great art, but it's art. You've made something. And as long as you're as long as you're open about what you do, like I edit these pictures, you don't try to pretend like, oh, oh, I make watercolors. I paint these portraits and then I send you prints of them. uh, Then that's still art. Like it might not be something that I think is super impressive, uh i'm not like trying to shade a specific person here i'm just thinking of like (laughs) like this one i'll link the sucky instagram but you know what i mean like or or people who and and the same thing when people like i make you know couple portraits for christmas cards and it is literally just like making a few vector blobs of art over a picture someone sends you it's like well if they're happy with that and that's what they were you know if the person who made it is happy with it and the person who ordered it and paid for it is happy with it then 
then yeah it's art like you know what i mean like I, I, but yeah there's also like a style element to that too it's like well did you think to do that did you think to put the blobby vectors like it's that's the whole thing it's like did you think to glue a um plastic uh lobster to a telephone and call it art no you didn't <laughs> and that's why you're not in the tape museum like there's reasons for this it's like yeah you might have just signed your name on to a side of a urinal but you you didn't think to do that um so it's like yeah the vector art kind of etsy store christmas gift kind of thing it's like yeah that looks really simple it looks like i could totally do it but did i do it no i didn't do it now, and again let I me mean, like some of those are amazing some of those i'm like i really do feel like you could have made that yourself you shouldn't have to pay for that uh but i mean again that's me of being like but but that's because i know how to do that and not everyone does i have actually seen dolly's uh, lobster phone once in london like 20 years ago <laughs> <Me too. laughs> uh so i have a question though um a little bit on the lines of this what about like lookalikes so i always get the if if i make something that i'm pretty proud of and i actually didn't use reference photos or i use you know or maybe it was like my own photo and it was my own thing and it was very much i felt like you know i created this from my brain and then somebody goes this looks super like this you know david hoxton picture Yes, that's exactly what I was getting to. And it's like, well, it's one of those things that everyone's a little influenced by everyone else. That's the whole reason why there's like a color of the year. There's a style. There's kind of like this, what is it? The word zeitgeist? Is that the word? Yeah. Where everyone just kind of forms into the state, like they, they follow this like style snake, you know, like throughout time where things get popular and pull out. And so you notice things more and you like things because you've seen it a couple times. And then it kind of like gets into the back of your brain when you really didn't reference this other thing that someone else is mentioning, but it's still there. I don't think that can be called cheating. That's No, definitely. And I don't think it should be called copying either. Like, again, depending on what it is like how close it is and if if you maybe remember that like oh crap i did read this short story uh and and like you, you how you deal with it when it's pointed out if you're like no seriously i just i went to the same place and i saw this view and i painted it or you know whatever like if well it's like when two different inventions happen in like two different countries at the exact same time mm-hmm. i think that that's how the zipper was invented it was like literally at the exact same time two people came up with the zipper and they had nothing to do with each other and it was just there you know like it's one of those things that sometimes art and creativity and invention uh the human mind just everything is in the right realm and two people three people ten people a hundred people kind of come up with the same thing or similar things at the same time without you know really referencing each other yeah and i think the hard thing there is when you want to defend yourself without coming off as defensive you know Mm -hmm. because because you you do i think regress a little and you're like no this came from my brain i didn't copy <laughs> i didn't and and you're gonna sound like you're lying because a lot of people do steal like let's just be honest yeah. well and there's they're stealing and then there's being influenced by of like you know exactly oh, i liked i liked your style it is something that feels true to me and i like i also like it and so therefore i'm going i mean because i think about like my drawings with dot tiff right she's a stick figure how many gazillion people draw stick figures like all the time right like it's just you can't help but be like yeah that's what she is that's what i'm into like i think she's cute uh she has her own little things and that's that's the best you know 
that's the best I can say about it. And <laughs> of course it's referencing or, or influenced by, or I'm attracted to other stick because that's what I consume because that's what I like. So that's what I draw, you know? Yeah. And, and not that anyone's accused me of anything. Let me just say that. I just, it's my own personal hangups of like, Oh God, I keep asking Mark. I'm like, does this look too much like this? Does this look too much like this one? Does this still, Oh my gosh. And like, cause all of a sudden I'm like, Oh no, this looks the same. Or I come across something and I'm like, did I actually copy it? No, I didn't. I, I really didn't copy it, but it does kind of look like that. So yeah, it's my own hangups. No, I, I totally get it. But sometimes it is very much like how many different ways are there to, I was going to say skin a cat, but I hate that metaphor. But like, you know <laughs> I mean, like how many ways are there to like, okay, so the stick figure, it can vary. Like, uh, does it have clothes? Does it have hair? Is it a super, you know, how many details around it? Or, you know, how? because you see a Her lot. Her flippy hair is different. That, that's mine <laughs> that is yours but you know what i mean like it's you, you can have small details that will vary but really it's it's going to be about the the whole thing and the context because yeah. i find it very fascinating when you see in some sort of maker communities online where people go like hey this person stole my idea and you're like it's regardless of what the law says of what makes something unique which is actually usually requires a lot more than people think it does we're like I'm sorry, honey, it's it's like rainbows and kittens. That's not, you know, it was, I sometimes feel when I see like tentacle mugs where I'm like, or octopus mugs, where I'm like, I'll, I did that first. And then I also worry that I didn't do it first. I totally did. But you know, I'm like, yeah. I see it and I'm like, that's my thing. Or I'm like, I wonder, I hope they don't think, you know, that I stole it or, but, but sometimes you do want to tell people that like, I, I get that you did that first and maybe they were a little too inspired but this is not this is something that it, anyone could have come up with and other people have you know you get sometimes people who accuse someone of stealing their you know idea or their uh, type of artwork or their and you're like but this other person was there first you mm -hmm. came after them and maybe you never saw their thing but you can't accuse them of stealing your stuff when they were doing it like 10 years before you ever picked up uh yeah. an embroidery well, that's an easy one <laughs> but you know what i mean like people people yeah. will think that like this is my thing because it comes so much from from their inner self and their soul and their brain and then they don't realize that even even if you you remember that story cube thing we talked about last time mm -hmm. even if there are you know a gajillion different combinations of prompts in that um game or app there are still so many people and so much time over history that almost nothing is going to be completely new and completely unique and especially when you're making you know drawings of animals or you're making ceramics or you're, you know like it's it's or paintings of the ocean right like <laughs> so many paintings of the ocean and a lot of them are really really good and realistic but you know what all those realistic paintings of the ocean all kind of look the same but yet yeah. they're done by a lot of different people and I don't look at any of them and be like that person's totally copying like, <laughs> like i don't think that i think that they're two different people that love painting the ocean and they both got really good at it yeah and and sometimes you can see like well everybody stood at this one spot because it's the best place to see this sunset over the ocean mm -hmm. and maybe 19 of them are gonna look very similar like if you even if they use different techniques they're gonna look similar and then you have the one person who's like Ooh, moody or like oh wow you did everything in greens how interesting you know like yeah but even then you're probably gonna have a bunch much fewer but probably still a bunch of those you know imaginative or uh you know sci-fi takes on a sunset because 
like you said, like we take in a lot of the same things and that can be pop culture or art or music or colors of the year or a Mm -hmm. bunch of people have, you know, migraines and that makes them think differently about color or whatever it might be. And I think that I want to say it's common sense, but it's, it's clearly not because people fight a lot about this stuff. But I feel like for me, it's like common sense to see like, okay, this is too close in like this is some sort of copying and that's when it gets worse where you're like you can't even say like oh i was inspired by although that sometimes feels even ruder we're like i was inspired by now by my thing like that's that's where i start getting frustrated like if someone just like copies stuff and gets Mm -hmm. accolades for it i'm offended because i'm like you're just you know you're stealing their glory Uh, you know stolen valor but in art uh but when people start charging for it that's where I start getting kind of miffed, like really angry. But so many people do it. Like there's right now there's this huge problem. Somebody actually created what what because apparently if you say if you respond to a tweet with an image on Twitter and you say, I want this on a T-shirt, like a bunch of bots will pick up and put it on all sorts of T-shirts and merch like they won't actually make it. But, you know, those stores we were like order printed t-shirts and things so they all these bots and sites will just like steal images off twitter because somebody says i want this on a t-shirt uh <laughs> so like you have that so you have big companies doing it you have small artists doing it you and have all those influencers on instagram that take like all the same photo like the oh i'm holding my hand backwards and we're <laughs> walking somewhere or here's me in a tent looking over a beautiful landscape like and then there's 10 thousand pictures of exactly the same because everyone's kind of influence of oh I need this picture I mean I felt that way when I was walking over the Brooklyn Bridge recently I'm like Mm -hmm. okay now I got my Brooklyn Bridge picture (laughs) check (laughs) but then you also have the influencers who you know will uh, create and sell lines of jewelry and it turns out that like hey you stole these designs from someone else either a big designer or a small designer and influencers who you know make clothes and because, I mean, I, be clear. Like, I mean, how Michael Kors is like a giant stealer of everything fashion. Like, come on. He takes like all the big fashion brands and steals everything that's unique about them and then makes them his and puts his name on them. Uh, or I should say Michael Kors house or whatever it is. But yeah, total Kors, Kors by Michael Kors for Michael Kors. But that's where you get either, you know, big corporations that steal from tiny makers because they know they will never be able to afford to sue them to completion or big companies that are like, we can afford, like, we don't care. Like the other company might sue us. We'll figure it out. But in the meantime, we'll have sold all these t-shirts. So I think it's like the combo of like credit and, and money is, is where I think it matters. Cause yeah, you can feel like, you know, an 11 year old to be like, well, she just cheated or, you know, that's a poem someone else wrote and she just rewrote it a little. And Yes, I can be a petty Betty. And yes, I care immensely about like things being just and fair, but it's not really that big of a deal. And for me, so little of what I make actually like makes it out into the world in any way. Like I don't post it or I don't show it or, you know, I I sell it before I have a chance to take a picture of it. So if, if some of those things are me trying to trace over a picture of a thorny lizard because like I want to see if I can draw it and make it make sense and then I color it in a way that makes sense to me or whatever yes part of me is still that achiever who's like if I was good I would not need to use any kind of tools or help or ask someone or even look at my own hand but then one of the (laughs) 
one of the museums in in Vienna was um what's his name uh Alfred Drucker and there this is you know it's the 1500s and there's sheets of just him like holding his left hand in all these different positions to mm. figure out how it works that's not cheating that's Mm-mm. using what you have in front of you uh because you can't always afford a model you know and and so really what's the difference I mean, again, there are copyright laws about like how you can use something, how you can recreate. And that's that's something else. But just like for me, if you're using it for yourself and trying to figure out stuff or practice or learn, and then maybe you modify it the next time and then you show it once you've modified it, whatever. Like, I don't know. I think maybe we need to let go of our inner 11-year-olds both when it comes to judging our own work and other people's work because I'm going to be so tired if I'm going to have to try and think of entirely like original concepts and then draw the whole thing without any reference. I just, I, I ain't nobody got time for that. And, and like <laughs> yeah. a mug is a mug is a mug. You know, there's a reason that handles look the way they do. Uh, there's a reason that sweaters look the way they do. There's a reason, you know, all these things where people will say like, well, you copy this. And it's like, it's a, it's a it's a striped sweater, yes. Th- like th- this became popular because one designer or one influencer wore it, but it's it's a striped sweater with raglan sleeves. It's, it's you know what I mean. Like it's it's not a copy. Even if you're making money off selling your own pattern for it, it's you. Nah. I think I'm just getting cranky now. I think <laughs> I think I need some well, sugar. Well, you could just talk yourself into a circle with this topic because it's like I don't judge other people for doing the stuff that I judge myself for, mm-hmm. and so that's why it becomes such like a a, a haze in in your own head because you're like, is this wrong of me? Am I cheating? Is this bad? And I don't know if. I'll talk myself out of it. You know, we'll have discussions like this where, you know, I get all pumped up and I'm like, yes, I took the picture. I traced it. I, even though I traced it or I like, I did a little sketch on top of it. That's totally unique from the picture. It didn't look like that before. I don't think just anybody could do this. Or if they did, it would be a little bit different because it was from my hand and my brain. But at the same time, I'm like, oh no, but I still put that image under there. You still did it. You still did it. (laughs) And it's just like, you keep getting into this cycle of, of talking yourself out of, uh, of justifying something and then falling back down the 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 self-doubt hole and it's just <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to be really done with this topic because it keeps coming up and every new artist or maker or creator goes through this multiple times in their career where they have these feelings and then they let them go and then they come back again and then they let them go I think every stage that you're at of professionalism or ability and skill brings back that doubt of am I really truly unique and legitimate in my field or the thing that I'm making and creating and is it worthy and is it good and we're looking for these ways to bring ourselves down because we can't possibly be okay all the time it just it's that doubt. It's that imposter syndrome. It's that, am I even good enough for imposter syndrome? (laughs) It's all of that kind of wrapped up together. And it's nice that we do have those ups, you know, like you got to have those ups where you're not thinking about this stuff, but then you do think about it again. And I think that that's why it's helpful to talk about it because maybe 
just maybe we're catching a few of you on your upswings and we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll talk you out of this self-doubt hole and you'll climb on up two bricks and then, you know, you'll fall later. But like you'll be higher for it in the long run. I think like I feel like at least half of our episodes could just like be ended on the note of just like just chill. Be nice to yourself. And I also <laughs> realized just now that it's funny that on the one hand, I'm so like concerned and worried like am i doing it right am i cheating am i stealing am i copying all that stuff and let's not even get into fan art oh oh, no no no. but (laughs) but at the same time i'm like i I feel like i have too much integrity for my own good in that i don't want to make the things that everyone else is making even though i could sell them like with ceramics you know there are trends and there are things that people ask for and all that stuff and part of me is like well i don't think it's fun to do that but i could but then i'm like but then why why should they buy from me? Why should they? And specifically, sometimes people ask me, like, can you make me this? And they show me something that someone else has made this very specific. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't I don't I don't copy other people's work like that. Like uh, if, if they say, like, you know, show me a couple of reference pictures and they're like, I like these colors. I like this shape. Um, but I could totally, you know, I can make stuff. Uh, for instance, I could make, you know, planters with monstera leaves on them. Uh, and if someone like custom ordered one, I would make it. But it's not what I think is fun to do. And I don't think it's what is sort of representative of my style and aesthetic and vision. So mm-hmm. I don't do that. And maybe if, you know, my finances start dipping, maybe I, I will lose some <laughs> of that integrity. But you know what I mean? Like I could do the same that that I don't travel around the country giving these rah-rah hallelujah the internet will save us all lectures which i could do and charge immense sums for in some cases because i don't believe those things you know like i don't i give a lot of lectures and sometimes i'm paid well and sometimes i'm paid less well but like there are things that i could do to make money that i don't because i think they're either like skeezy or they would feel fake for me or i don't think they're good things to do so I, I think maybe I should take that in like I think that you know like if you're worried that you're a bad parent you're at least better than someone who never thinks about it and I think maybe <laughs> it's the same like if you worry this much about cheating uh or copying or th- then I'm thinking like you're probably gonna stay at least balanced on the edge if not you yeah. know quite far away from the line and I also think when you worry about it, like you're going to call that for stuff that's not even true or relevant. Like if someone says like, hey, that looks so much like this other person's art and you could completely honestly say like, it, A, either it doesn't or, uh, you know, I've never seen it. Or you it. could be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you know, that's a good reaction. But you might get called out for all sorts of stupid stuff. But really, like what's the worst that happens? You go, oh, hey, you're right. I must have seen that and forgotten unless you're selling it. And it's, or you could even be like, "Oh yeah, I love their work. It's been a big, it's been a big influence for me. I yeah. I really admire their style. You know, like that's all good, positive things. Who's going to be like, well, you're a jerk then? <laughs> you know, maybe maybe people. it is the 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 two prongs actually of half our episodes are chill out and be nice to yourself, and the second is what's the worst that's going to happen? Yep, they're not going to take your house. Yeah, like Jamie was. We were talking about with Jamie, like they're going to say no, or they're going to go. I don't like that. Like it, it's mm-hmm. be true to yourself. <laughs> yes. Notice, notice your own achiever and then, you know, give her a cookie and tell her to go hang out in a corner for a while while you do your thing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not imagining dot tiff sitting in a corner with a cookie uh, while you're like doing your thing at the other side of the room. 
<laughs> I already drew some uh, uh, little doodles of her holding a tiny tentacle mug, which is really <laughs> cute. <laughs> you can go find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us individually at Tiffany Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. We'll be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do. And don't steal anyone's stuff. <laughs> Unless, unless it's helping you. There's a lot of <laughs> asterisks. <laughs> Very many footnotes. Yeah, many, many footnotes. Just go listen to the episode again. <laughs>